Good afternoon. It is 2 p.m. on Saturday, September the 15th. I'm sorry. It is 3 p.m. on Saturday, September the 15th. Um, I had to push the show back today because I had an opportunity to hang out with some really great people at uh, of the Tom Powell Post, number 77, here in St. Louis, Missouri. They had a fundraiser today. Um, they were trying to raise money for um, their operations here in St. Louis and find a new home. And uh, let me tell you, if you have an opportunity to listen to Rhoda Jean, Rhoda Jean is a uh, saxophonist. She's self-taught and she's a winner of um, the, uh, Live at the Apollo. Um, and you can go actually go online and hear her, her play. But if you get a chance to actually sit in the audience and uh, watch her perform, it is an absolute treat. It is something I would suggest you do not miss. Uh, and so uh, that was why I pushed the podcast back a little today, because I had to go support that that group. I also encourage you to uh, support any independent artists or uh, local organizations that um, are help trying to better your community. And I, I've got I'm going to put more into that little campaign there a little later. Uh, so today, what I wanted to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to give you a little scenario. Let's say you're talking to someone or a group of people and you put forth an idea and they mistake your idea. They don't really get or understand what you're trying to say or um, they just don't trust that what you're saying is true, that it is your true intention to put forth that idea. So you present them with um, mountains of uh, support that th this this is what you meant. You restate your um, intentions, what you're trying to say in a, in a more succinct manner. And you give them every opportunity to try to understand what you're trying to say, what you're, you're putting forth. Um, we've had a, and then that and then that person or that group continues to mistake your intentions. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that coming right up. Welcome to Altitude, Altitude. Adjustment. Okay, so recently, well, so it started over a year ago. Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And uh, he stated what his intentions were, why he was doing what he did. And there was this big uh, pushback that that's not what he was doing, that he was um, insulting veterans and he was insulting um, uh, people who helped protect the. He was insulting the flag and he was insulting people who protect the country. So there was this long discussion um, and several people have weighed in to try to help um, clarify what Colin Kaepernick was doing, why he was doing what he was doing. And over and over, it has been made clear what he was trying to do. Nike, uh, over a little over a week ago, I guess, decided uh, they started a new campaign 
Now, Nike is known for pushing the envelope and going for um, uh, the boundaries, trying to find, you know, be edgy in their advertising and getting people to see themselves beyond where they are. Um, so the first thing that happens is we, the people who, and, and many of them were people who pushed back at the first iteration of uh, Colin Kaepernick and claiming that he was doing something um, that he himself says he was not trying to do. He, along with many other people, presented evidence after evidence, um, asserting why he was doing what he was doing, uh, explaining how to perceive his actions and his behavior, and giving everyone an ample opportunity to recognize what the conversation was about. So when Nike puts forth, puts forth its campaign, many of these same people insisted upon taking the discussion back to where it previously was, not acknowledging what um, even what Nike was trying to do. So, so Nike's uh, putting a, forth a campaign. They're not necessarily supporting Colin Kaepernick, uh, Colin Kaepernick's mission of ending uh, social injustice, uh, police shootings, uh, and things like that. Nike's putting forth the idea that if you believe in something passionately enough, if you believe in something strong enough, you should be willing to sacrifice for that. And they chose to use Colin Kaepernick as, a, as an example. He's a He's a very recent example of that. You, you just can't deny it. And, and yet, we go back to the flag issue, the um, military issue. And, and so part of the reason that I, I understand why that is, um, because, because everyone can get behind uh, the military and everyone can get behind uh, supporting our flag and it it then becomes a weapon to silence voices you don't want to hear now the difficulty that i have or the, the um occurrence that, that that really made me want to do this podcast was the mayor of uh Kenner, I think it was Kenner, Louisiana. Yeah. Kenner, Louisiana, uh, near, um, New Orleans, um, took it upon himself to try to ban Nike products, Nike's goods, um, from the public, uh, use in the, in that, in that area. Now, this is a Republican mayor who supposedly believes in the free market system, um, who supposedly believes that, uh, you know, companies uh, 
should be left un, un, unchecked, that uh, less regulation is better. Give companies the freedom to innovate, give companies the space to accomplish what they want to accomplish, and society will be better for it. So we know that over and over and over that, that these people that make these claims don't really support the claim itself um, because they continually, in situations where it suits them, do the exact, exact opposite of what they claim that they want to, to do or what they believe in. And in his assertion for creating this, I don't want to mischaracterize it, uh, well, they, they just call it a ban, but, um, oh, um, anti-Nike policy. Uh, so, um, so he, he implemented this, this, this policy unilaterally, and his reasoning was he was protecting the military, he was protecting first responders, he was protecting the flag, and he was protecting the citizens of his community. Now, so his, his efforts, it was later rescinded because of the pressure that he received. But his initial action was that he believed single-handedly that the actions that he was taking was for the betterment of the community without, I don't know if he, it doesn't say whether he received any kind of a, a counseling or, or, you know, um, if he had any, any, any people in his cabinet or in his office that was helping him to define uh, what it is that the people want. But he single-handedly took it upon himself to try to impact the entire community. And then he wrapped himself in the flag, in the military, because that's his safe harbor. Because if you attack him at that point, then you're attacking the flag, you're attacking the first responders, you're attacking the community, you're attacking the military and all that. Um, so he did not stand on his own convictions. It was, um, I think that this is bad. Um, it's bad because it hurts the military. And um, so if you attack me, then you're attacking the military, you're attacking the community. Um, it's an easy weapon to um, wrap yourself in that, to cloak yourself in that something that's easily defensible, than to give, not giving any um, supporting ideas or supporting reasons as to why that hurts the military. Why does that hurt um, first responders? Why does that hurt the flag? Um, it's just 
I'll wrap it in the flag. And that gives me all the support that I need. That gives me all of uh, that, that I need to try to justify my actions or my behaviors. And so he considers himself an intelligent man. He considers himself an intelligent man. We've had the discussion on numerous occasions, in numerous media outlets and numerous um, uh, conversations in the news uh, on different uh, media sources about the intent of the Colin Kaepernick um, protest, why that protest, why he was doing that protest. And yet he never, it, we have, we have still not addressed the reason for Colin Kaepernick's original protest. We are still wrapped, mired and slogging through this false argument against these policies that are negatively impacting a large portion of our population. It is not just the 12% of African-Americans that are affected. And, and we still are not getting to any meaningful conversation or dialogue about what is happening and why it's happening, which means if we're not having meaningful conversation, we're not finding solutions. It is just being kicked down the road. And the only repercussions that this mayor has received, received as far as I can tell, is um, the pushback. Because he's still in office. He's still allowed, and I realize that um, how do you... How, when isn't enough enough to have you act to a um, act on on someone's behavior? Um, we are in an interesting for me, it's interesting. I, and I use the word interesting because um, defining it some other way. Um, I haven't I haven't completely settled on a definition, I guess. And so defining it some other way, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that definition. So I, I find it interesting. Um, there are certain things that can cause an immediate repercussion. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and, and that's not always the case. Uh, <clears throat> in the case of Les Moonves, um, it took additional pressure, additional information, something that that brought down lesser. Um, I don't want to call them lesser men, but lesser um, ac accomplished men. Um, he was able to withstand. And it took to go beyond that. Um, So, so 
what does so the the mayor of Kenner puts forth this idea that he doesn't support that he doesn't provide any kind of supporting ideas and concepts that would make someone understand him and consider his behavior as a part of the conversation. So the only way we can look at it is it was a reflex. It was um, anger and emotion played out on a on a national stage, and he he didn't believe that um, it was going to blow up as big as it did. Um, that may be the case, but with the with the environment that we're in now, any small gesture or token or behavior or incident can become much greater than you had anticipated. So I don't, I would not give him space to say because he did not anticipate the blowback that that somehow justifies or in any way allows for his behavior in any mitigation of his behavior. Um, he has to recognize as he's a public official, he was elected, he ran a campaign. He understands the difference between one word making the difference in a statement. He, he understands that if he uses um, and in place of or, it changes the conversation. It changes um, what you're trying to say. So he can't say uh, that he does not, that he, he, he somehow is um, absolved of his behavior uh, because he did not anticipate it would blow up like it did. It was a topic that, t that pushed him to the point of doing something that would hurt others. So if, if he's saying, uh, I took this action not knowing that it was going to hurt others because um, the booster clubs that may be buying Nike gear, they may be getting a deal. They may be getting um, special considerations. And if he, if his actions then alter that, then he may be uh, causing them some great uh, distress. And so his actions then become a reflex. It becomes um, something that he does not um, think through and consider the consequences. Um, as far as the national dialogue goes, he's doing what uh, what I think a, um, a lot of people in his position want to do, and that is avoid the conversation. The longer we don't have the real conversation, the longer we don't get into actually um, taking positive steps to at least have the dialogue. We're not even having the dialogue. We're still at the point of presenting evidence that we need a dialogue. 
We are still at the point of presenting evidence that we need a dialogue. We are not at the point where people are actually having a dialogue on how to resolve this problem. We have, how, how do you, so his actions, though, well in, well, though he believes well-intentioned, has consequences. And yet he has suffered no consequences for that. And as long as this continues, as long as people in his position are allowed to do that, we will continue to kick the can down the road about the conversations and we'll continue to avoid finding solutions in a, in a reasonably short period of time. Um, so Nike is in kind of a catch-22 situation, the way I see it. So, so Nike is in the business of selling shoes, but also Nike is in the business of um, having a positive impact, uh, social impact. Um, their, their campaigns are designed to get people motivated to do stuff, not just buy shoes. I'm sure that they want people to buy shoes, but do companies have a responsibility to the community to um, be responsible in their advertising and um, uh, distribution and selling of their products? So, um, so Nike puts together the campaign. Um, some people are going to support the campaign. Some people are people are running around burning shoes. Um, and with all of that, we're still not having a dialogue. I don't. So my thought, my my question is, is how do we get to a dialogue? How do we get to some meaningful way to have this conversation? And resolve these issues um, another gentleman was killed in his apartment recently by an officer um, so people are dying as we avoid having these conversations we've identified what's going on we've identified the, the problem and we're still having to identify the problem because there are people like the mayor of Kenner who continue to purposefully obfuscate, obfuscate the issues. Because as long as we muddy the waters, as long as we avoid having the conversation, things continue as they are. And more people die. In this case, they die. People are dying. So it is, for me, a sad situation that Nike is that Nike is being used as a tool to muddy the waters and and keep the conversation from happening. 
Um, hopefully we can focus and make sure that the conversation continues to move towards a solution. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about today, I'm going to move on from, from the Nike situation. Um, uh, and I didn't, um, I, I just ran across the article briefly and it was um, an article where a high school principal um, grabbed a student. There was a, a gang fight uh, that started in the school and in a video of the um, principal grabbing one of the students and throwing the student to the ground, pulling him away from the gang fight. Um, in the television station, and it was a, a local station, I don't know if this was carried nationally. Uh, I hadn't seen it in the, the, the larger networks, but it was a local network. Um, interviewed people who said that the principal was out of line. That because the principal threw the student to the ground, who was actually fighting, you can see the student throwing punches. You could see this crowd of kids around that elbows and fists and feet are flying. And the principal grabs the student, throws the student to the ground. Now, they interview people who are going, he was wrong for doing that. That's not his job. Um, the principal is the authority figure. The principal is the person that makes the determination that the police needs to be called. The principal is responsible for your child. But I thought it was reckless that um, people reflexively, I believe it was reflexively, went against the principal, not that he had harmed the student, but I, I guess he was supposed to, he was in a no-win situation. If he stood there and waited for the police to come, there's no telling how many children would have gotten hurt. So if he'd done that, he'd have been um, admonished for that. Because he took action, you've got people acting emotionally. They disagree with his action. If we don't support our, our educators in trying to get control of the environments in which they're responsible for, um, I don't know how we expect to accomplish anything. I was completely disappointed in people attacking the principal based on one video because it, in the article there was no context as to why these students were fighting or how many students were fighting or was the, the child who was thrown to the ground, did that child have a weapon? None of that was in the article. 
but people are attacking the principal for his behavior. Um, so I'm going to say, if, in, if, if, if a microphone is placed in front of you and you don't have all of the facts, you might want to consider your answer more carefully. Because a quick emotional answer may do more harm than the good you think you're doing. Um, today, I had a wonderful day. I'm going to wrap things up. I had a, a, an absolutely fabulous day. I had an opportunity to hang out with some friends. Uh, Tom Powell Post, number 77. They're doing some great work here in St. Louis. Again, if you get a chance to hear Rhoda G, uh, Asada Storm played. Uh, and always my friend um, Fred Saxe Jazz Walker did a fantastic job today. But if you get a chance to uh, see any one of those and I get a chance to hear um, Kim Massey and uh, I really enjoyed uh, listening to her uh, sing. Uh, but um, make sure you support um, local artists and uh, independent artists. Because I think it will be a great opportunity for you to get um, uh, more of the entertainment that you like the way you like it. That wraps up today. Uh, the video podcast is going to be available for you on my YouTube channel. Just do a search on Lion's Den STL. That should come up for you. Now, the audio podcast is available at Stitcher.com. Anchor.fm, the iTunes Store, Google Music Play Store. And I want you to consider supporting the podcast. You can visit anchor.fm slash altitude dash adjustment two. Um, any small amount will help. The internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. And I always say likes, shares, and comments are electronic gold. So please. Like, share, and comment on this and other episodes because it does matter. As always, be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>